Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Say what needs to be said. It's your boy, Sante Samuel, back with another episode. Steelers Nation, what's going on with y'all legends and Hall of Famers, Ben Roethlisberger and Jerome Bettis? 19 years later, you guys decide to be sore losers and say we cheated in the AFC Championship, the 2004 AFC Championship. You claim that on a critical play on fourth down, y'all lined up and we called a timeout because we knew the play that was coming. We knew some signs or tips or we had some type of information to figure out that play. Well, your officer coordinator still decided to call the play that was designed before the timeout. Why did he do that? What gave him that bright idea? He could have changed it. He, he came out, showed the formation, and came back and ran the same play. If that's what you're saying, that's what happened. He did that. But you call that cheating. You must be super sour about that loss. You got to be super sour about that loss. And even if we did recognize a formation or a sign or, or something like that, why would your officer coordinator... Call the same play. Or better yet, Big Ben, why didn't you check out of the play? Why didn't you audible? You know, on Madden, when you audible, why didn't you check out of the play? You, Big Ben, you had every opportunity to check out of that play. But y'all kept that play in there, right? But here's the problem. Here's the problem. We all retired. You're sitting around. You're becoming old, dusty, rusty, and just sore losers. Stop it. Stop it right now. It's 19 years later. You're showing, you're showing your hand. You're really, you're really being a sore loser. Y'all lost 41 to 27. And Ben Roethlisberger threw an interception for a touchdown. And he doesn't want to hold no accountability about that. Interceptions for a touchdown. You gave us points. You'd rather say we cheated than call then hold yourself accountable. You'd rather call us cheaters than hold yourself accountable. And yeah, you all right. Big Ted Washington is 400 pounds. He's the big guy. He's the run stop. He's the one in the middle. During breaks, he is not running to the sideline. That is not his thing. He needs to save all his energy and, and everything to stop that run. So yeah, maybe they saw some and maybe we had a tip and they wanted to tell him something, stuff the A gap. Make sure you stuff the B gap. They're going to run right at you. So yeah, come on over here. This is an important game for the Super Bowl. Let us tell you what we need to tell you. So boom, he ran over there and, and come back. And, you know, that was, I don't know. I don't know how many times he did that. But that's not cheating. You call that cheating? Are you crazy? You want to call that cheating. Man, here's, this, here's the situation. And here's the, this is what determined the outcome of the game. And this is the issue. This is what determined the outcome of the game. Tom Brady was better than Ben Roethlisberger. Rodney Harrison was better than Troy Polamalu. Corey Dillon was better than Jerome Bettis. And Asante Samuel was better than the Shea Townsend. It's as simple as that. Ain't no more to be said. We were better than you in pretty much everywhere of the game. 
And actually, that was the game I realized that I could play in the NFL at this level. I knew from that game in front of everybody, the AFC Championship, Big Ben, you made me realize that I can be a player in this game. I had just started starting a couple injuries and all that, but this is the game I started making a name for myself. I've pretty much followed Plasco Burroughs that whole night. Yeah, and I ate that night. I ate good. He barely ate. I went crazy, though. I think he had, like, only 37 yards, so I, I did my thing. I dropped, like, four interceptions, you know what I mean? Yeah, don't, don't, don't get on me. That's when, that's when I knew I had to go get the, 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 whoop, the Nerf ball and, and, and work on my hands a little bit because of that game. Actually, I dropped a few interceptions, but they still led into some turnovers, you know what I mean? We were kicking y'all butt 24 to 3 at halftime. When did y'all think y'all had a chance to win the game? We was winning. We controlled that game from the beginning to end. 24 to 3 at halftime. So what are you talking about? You talking about one play? Talk about that. 24 to 3 at halftime. I don't know when this critical fourth play, and, and, and I'm sure it was in, in, in the fourth quarter, but the game was probably a two-touchdown game at that time, right? You never had a chance from beginning to the end, right? This is, I know what it is. Back up, back up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the bus. I, this, I know it, it had to be very disheartening to y'all being that y'all had home field advantage and y'all was being front runners, anticipating going into the Super Bowl, but you had to play against the Patriots. So I know that hurt y'all because you couldn't seize the moment. You had home field advantage, everybody throwing them towels and, and waving them towels, and then them big dog Patriots came through the door. Yeah, you know what I mean? 19 years later, you damn sure can't win the game now. So what the hell? You got to let it go, let it go. If the one, let it go, that JT money, let it go, let it go. If got to let it go, man. It's 19 years later, man. That stuff will drive you crazy, man. I'm telling you. I was trying to tell you, though, but man, at the end of the day, if your offense is giving up signs and signals, you know, that's y'all problem. You know, that's y'all problem, and y'all offensive coordinator needs to fix that. But, you know, y'all offense was so predictable that I was able to land my first, my first and only tackle for a loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Big Jerome Bettis. Oh, yeah, I got my tackle for loss. They sent me for a blitz, and no, nah, they didn't think I was going to do good, but I did good. He, he was a big joker. He about 260, 270. I had to wrestle him down. He landed on my arm, and it was just heavy and hard tackling that big fella. But, man, we won that game. Like I said, we was better than you. All our players, you know, Tom Brady was better than Ben Roethlisberger. Asante Samuel was better than Deshae Towson. We was better. That was That's how it go. Rodney out there picking off the tight end, you know, trying to – Ben Roethlisberger trying to throw it to his favorite targets and stuff like that. Hey, man, I know the podcast, we got podcasts, and we having fun out here, and, you know, that's what it's about. So, you know, keep having fun. We're going to leave this in the in the podcast, you know, uh, uh, area. And, you know, keep it going. Have some fun. Well, I'm going to say what I need to say on, on that topic because, you know, if I'm a part of something, you know I'm going to speak. So y'all better better think twice when, you, when pick six is a part of something. But 
Moving right along. We got the week four top 10 power rankings. It's a little early, you know what I mean? But we're going to keep it going. So this is the week four top 10 power rankings. And starting at number 10, we're going to talk about the teams and some good things and bad things or whatever they need to work on to be successful. But coming in at number 10, we got the Seattle Seahawks. And what they need to do is just execute and get better on third down. I think last game it was like three for 15 on third down, and it's always been a problem. Maybe that's, you know, the offensive scheme or something like that. But the Seattle Seahawks is coming in at number 10. And coming in at number nine, we got the New Orleans Saints. And we know the New Orleans Saints, they had a, a big league against Green Bay. Um, and, you know, Derek Carr is there day to day. Derek Carr is the person – and, and, and the player on that team that makes that team turn. He's he the one that makes that key turn on that team. So he when he comes back, expect there to be a, a difference on that team. And, and, and in, in New Orleans, period, they play defense. Offense win games and defense wins championships. So, you know, count on New Orleans to be, to be somewhere in that fire because they got a great defense. Now, coming in at number eight, coming in at number eight, we got the Dallas Cowboys. But why, Cowboys? Why? Why, Cowboys? Win the game that you're supposed to win. When you got a team that that don't compare to you and, and, and not supposed to be on your level, you're supposed to take care of those teams and you're supposed to kill a mosquito with an axe. But what I don't see from, from Dallas that I would like to see more of is just more discipline. More, more discipline on that team and and understanding what it takes to win. And I think that's what's missing from Dallas. Now, coming in at number seven, got a few homies from the, from the crib on this team, the Baltimore Ravens. And it's all on Lamar Jackson, baby. It's all on Lamar. You know, he got to keep being a playmaker, keep doing his thing. He got to keep develop. He got to develop more and more as a pass. I want to see uh, Xavier get off. I want to see Odell them get off. So, you know, it's all on, it's all on Lamar. So we're waiting on Lamar. The, 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 the year he decided to lead the Baltimore Ravens to the to the Super Bowl, he can do it. And he put his mind to it. He, he got it. He got what it take. But coming in number six, the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell, the defense. I like what they're doing over there. They came out. They they played the first game pretty strong against the um, – against Kansas City, even though Kansas City was off on the game, or, or, you know, off that game a little bit with a lot of drop passes, but they put, they they pulled off the victory. So I, I like Detroit, number six. They're going to fight, and they're going to keep fighting. They got a defensive mind head coach, and, you know, don't ever count a defensive mind head coach out of there. Now, coming in at number five, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Um, DeAndre Swift is the difference maker for the Philadelphia Eagles. I like Swift. He is explosive. He's fast. He's quick. I mean, he make you miss. And he'll, he'll drop that shoulder on you. But I need to see more development from Jalen Hurts. I want to see a faster-paced development from him. Right now, it's going too slow for me. And, yeah, he's a winner. That's, that's all you can ask for. Just But me personally, I want to see more development for him, more accurate passes, more precise decision-making, um, getting the ball out of his his hand timely in a fashion in a fashionly manner, you know what I mean? Very quick and precise. So that's that's what I want to see out of my Eagles. Hey, the Buffalo Bills coming in at number four. Buffalo Bills at number four. Once again, 
defense. Josh Allen going to continue to run around and try to be Superman, and it's going to work sometime, and sometimes it's not going to work. And I guess when it don't work, the defense got to step up. But while he is running around being Superman, he must protect himself. It's a long season. It's a lot of uh, it's, 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 it's a it's a it's a vicious game, vicious, dangerous game. And he run around trying to run these first downs and 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 keep these drives going. Just watch out, man. Protect yourself, man, because we want to see you go all the way to the end of the season. Now, coming in number three, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, I'm not too fond of the Kansas City Chiefs. What I don't like about them is, you know, it's a pass-happy offense, and it creates a lot of inconsistency. The last game they played the Bears, they put up a good amount of points, put up, you know, 40-plus points. Yeah, I was happy to see that. But that, that's the Chicago Bears. But with them, you know, I need to see more consistency, uh, you know, just – running the ball, passing the ball, just being more effective on offense. You know, the trick plays and all the passing schemes is cute a lot of the times, but when it's not working, it's not working. And, um, yeah, that's it for Kansas City. Coming in, number two. Number two, number one. Who number two? Who number one? Who, who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Coming in, number two, San Francisco 49ers. November 5th, we'll see. November 5th, we'll see. That's all I got to say about the San Francisco 49. November 5th, when they play the Miami Dolphins, we will see who is the real deal. And at number one, we already know, the Miami Dolphins, the most explosive team in the NFL, probably in NFL history. I don't know, but I'm sure if they ain't number one, they won two or three. You know, they right up in there because, you know, what they're doing right now, they got two possible offensive MVPs or MVPs in the NFL, period, on one team and on one side of the ball. That's offense. So you got two players on the offense who can possibly win the MVP in the NFL this year. So ain't too much to say about them. They come in number one. They're the most explosive team probably in the history of the NFL. So, hey, it's your boy Sante, Mr. Pick 6 Samuel. I'm going to always say what needs to be said. And, yeah, man, uh, you know, that's the Power 10 rankings. And um, until next time, I'm going to see y'all. I'm out. How you think of again? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.